Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Heels. Hello? Heels. Yes. Okay, I'm on. Ooh. All right. <laughs> I need to tell something. You just have to keep mashing pound or one or do something. Are we on air? Like, are people here? There's nobody on the line yet but me and you. 
Okay, I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> oh, let me quit before I hit something crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh-oh. So you just keep hitting pound. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, I thought I could go to some, okay, maybe that'll get Kills your day. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> you know I don't know how to do this. So. <laughs> yeah, I am here. Just so you just keep he hit keep hitting pound. Mm-hmm. Kill. Yes. Just all you have to do is dial the number, um, and then it'll ask you for your call ID number. You put the call ID number in. And then it'll ask you for a pin, but if you're not a member, it'll tell you you don't have to have a pin, just to press. I think it's like one pound. Okay, Kills, after you do this. Yes, ma'am. When I um when I finish, what are you gonna what are y'all doing then? That is it. Oh, okay. You will close this out. You'll be it. Holy Spirit have your way. Is it as far? Oh, now, how'd you come up with this? Y'all, is this something y'all been doing or what? No, it's just something that the Lord just laid on my heart to start doing, and that's what happened. This is actually the first one. Wow. Yep, you are the very first. <laughs> well then, <laughs> that is funny. Yep. Why do you get somebody with a little more experience? I believe God equips those that He calls. Amen. You know, this is your first. Your first. This is your debut, and you got a stuttering. Can you hear my papers? You're fine. You are fine. Because like I said, I didn't write down anything. I just want the spirit to do what he does. 
But I did take some notes to try to keep, because y'all know I will ramble. You'll be fine. Well, I think you'll probably hear my little one in the background. And, but when you start talking, um, anybody that's on the line will actually be muted. Anybody that calls in will be muted. So you'll tell me when to start talking. Yep, I'll introduce you. Oh, as you know, I was going, oh, it's 859. I better be quiet. Here, I, here, I. I was actually going through, like, God, what do I, you know, because my whole life's a testimony, so what, what do I say? Yeah. Um, then with that, Finish. So do y'all have to, um, how do you set this up? It's actually a free website that you can go on and set everything up, and it gives you a phone number, a PIN number, and everything. And you can control everything from your computer screen or from your tablet or whatever as far as um, who can talk and who can't talk, if you want to record the session, things of that nature. You can have online chat through it. And we've actually got a caller on the line. Kills you still there? Yes, ma'am. I am. I'm just waiting for some other callers to chime in. We've got one on the line now. We're just waiting and meditating.
somebody jamming. That you kill? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> hey, I thought we was going to testify. We're having a party. Hold on. Let me put my other shoes on. <laughs> just welcome everybody to today's testimony of God's glory. Um, I know we have a few people on the line and a few people having a hard time getting in on the line, but we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, I want to open us up with prayer tonight. Father God, we come before you tonight to give you praise, Lord. We thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus that covers each and every one of us on tonight. We thank you for healing and deliverance that has been given through your son, Jesus Christ. And we ask that you lead us tonight and hide us behind the cross so that only you can be heard and seen and glorified in this place. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Our guest speaker tonight, I want to introduce, she's a very dear friend of mine. I call her my sister, uh, Evangelist Virginia Williams, coming from Mount Zion Baptist Church. She is a mother and a grandmother and a powerful, anointed woman of God. And I say that she totally embodies the scripture of being the salt that flavors things. That's why I call her my flavor. <laughs> so without further ado, um, I'm going to go ahead and turn things over to Evangelist Williams to go ahead and share her testimony on tonight. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Evangelist Kills. First of all, I give glory to God. I'm humbled and amazed by God's great love toward me, and I thank God in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus who by his great love and his obedience has given me this opportunity to bless his name. I thank God for his great love toward me, that while I was his enemy, he has looked beyond my faults and saw my needs. And I mean, no, we need a Savior. This is called today's testimony of God's glory, and when I was Given the task to speak tonight, I was I was truly humbled by the opportunity, and I don't take it lightly. Anytime I get a chance to speak or to testify about God's goodness in my life and His grace, I I do that. And um, after praying a while on this, and then giving Evangelist Kills a response as to do this, I thought God. I said, my whole life is a testimony. Where do I start? I know they got two hours, but, you know, I I, I I would take a lifetime to tell that testimony. And as I began to just sit down, 
he just started speaking to my heart about just where I am with him. And I and I can tell you that I'm at a grateful place. And I had not always been at this grateful place like anybody else who was without a relationship of deep trust and true commitment with God through Christ. I was just lost. I, I used to just be lost, you know, like anybody else who doesn't have that foundation. You know, we're kind of like those ships that are just without sails. They just drift wherever, whenever. Um, I was caught up, tied up, tangled up, and in fellowship with darkness. And it was surely, slowly killing me. Um, drugs, sex, partying, looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we know the details. If anybody's ever been changed, we all know that the details may be a little different, but the sin is just the same. And I lived for many years like this, trying to fix it, feel it, or change it myself. No matter how hard I tried, that is when I did start trying because, you know, most of the time I was living like that. I didn't even realize that it was wrong or rebellious. And I mean, you know, when you just kind of live for yourself, that's an empty, lonely place to be. And when we... Today, those of us who may be on the line who are who are saved know that one of the saddest things in the world is to see somebody lost who are kind of justifying, like I, I did too, I, I did it myself, justified living in rebellion against God. And I would be the first one to defend however the, in quote, hell I wanted to live, and that's exactly um, <laughs> what I just was doing, living in hell. I mean, you know, ignorance is bliss. That's what, the, that's what the world says, and I know many of us have heard it. I know while I was out there, I heard it often, but from the lack of knowledge, my people are destroyed. This point of view comes from uh, God our Heavenly Father. And saints, the truth be told, I was doing this rebellious time of my life because was, it was many, many, many years. And during this time, I had already been raised in the church. And I was like most folks today and the devil himself. I knew Scripture. Knew it verbatim. Could quote it. All of that. But my testimony today is that just knowing scripture couldn't save my life. Being raised in the church didn't save my life. And just the knowledge of who God was or what he had done, it didn't save my life. Because you could still find me under some man at some club doing some of any number of drugs at any given time, depending on the mood, 
cussing somebody out and still quoting scriptures. But I thank God for grace today and mercy. I was being driven by fear without even knowing it. And sadly, most people today are still being driven by fear. Now, they told me this this isn't a message of sermon, but I just have to pause right there because I think a lot of people don't understand what keeps us in this fear because we can have fear of rejection, fear of loneliness, fear of failure, fear of success, fear of hurt, fear of letting people down, and, you know, just fear of not being accepted. Mainly that acceptance comes from one's own self. We we just find it hard to deal, especially when we're caught up in sin with the life that we're living. And see, I was living, living to please man, me being the most important one in my world at that time. But God had a plan, amen? During that time in my life, for me, the world had become just impossible to live in. And I had already, at one point in my life, younger, of course, had tried suicide. And and, and the thing about that suicide attempt, there were many, but the last one was, it was successful in so many ways that that's where I really, really, really understood that God had his hands on me because by all accounts and purposes, I shouldn't have lived through that one. But God had a plan. And when I lived through it, the one thing I did say and promise to myself and God that I would never try that again, like that wouldn't be an option for me anymore, that if I ever got to that point again, that I would turn to him. And so the testimony you're about to hear today was about that time when I came to that point once again in my life. And it was many years later, and I had children of my own. And at the time, I was working as a lead person at a manufacturing plant. And there's a lady on the line who can testify about this time in my life because it was during this time I met her. And what happened that morning, I got up, and I was so, 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 so burdened. I was so heavy. And that's one of the things about living without the spirit of the Lord in your life, there's no real joy. There's no real peace. There's no real living. You're just existing. And you run yourself ragged trying to make things happen, trying to be happy and trying to cover the pain. And that's how I had lived my life many years. And on the outside, I looked very successful. Had a house, had cars, had trucks, had boats, had people to my house. I mean, I lived a very, very normal life that, like I said, from all appearances on the outside at that time, it looked very successful. But on the inside, I was broken, I was lonely, I was empty, and I was sad. And that morning when I got up, I had to get my kids ready for work and It was that particular morning as an adult now, the spirit of suicide is right there with me again. And I remember the promise that I had made, and I like to say that the Holy Spirit was bringing it back to my remembrance because 
even though I wasn't living a saved life, I knew I was saved. But I didn't know how, you know, how do you go back to God after you've been such a whore, such a dopehead, such a this, such a that, such a liar, you live such a phony Jacked up life, and here it is. God saying you got to be perfect. See, and in that I was ill-informed. And I tell you today, saints, that's one of the biggest reasons people are still out there just drifting, flapping in the wind with no direction, no hope, no peace, because they've bought into the same lie that. You, you know, you get yourself together and then you go to God because God don't take no mess. Well, I'm here to tell you, on that Thursday morning, I went to God, the biggest mess that any mess could ever be, and I cried out. And see, one of the things that triggered it, my son, at this time I had kids, and and. I had made this promise, and I knew I wasn't going to leave them anyway. Like, I couldn't just do that to them. And he asked me why, he was, why I was crying, and I couldn't, I couldn't tell him. All I could do is just keep working through it. But it brought back a memory that I had of my mama one time when she was crying. We used to get up on Saturday mornings, and I'm a country girl. We had to clean out yards, clean up just everything country folks did. And my mama was listening to gospel music, and I walked in the living room, and she was crying like a, I mean, with this great, great sadness. And in my little bitty old nine-year-old mom, I couldn't understand, like, Mama, are you listening to this music and you crying like that? You know, if God is who he say he is, like, you love him. He loves you. Why are you crying? And she looked down at me, and she said, baby, sometimes you're going to have to cry. And I couldn't understand that then. But all these many years later, with my little boy looking up at me, asking me the same question, I understood. And saying, someone tell you, today I still cry from time to time, but not that cry I cried then. Because, see, that cry that day was my soul crying out. I needed a Savior. I didn't need him to come and do what he had already done, but what I needed him to do was come into my life. See, the word of God declares you must be born again. I was I was as saved as anybody else who thought they were saved was saved. But I wasn't living that way. I was in rebellion. And if God had tried to chastise me, and he had, I just was living in rebellion. And, and and when I did just kind of ignore his chastisement, I can look back now and say I'm so grateful that even then he was chastising me, that he was doing it. Even though now I still rebel. It just made my life tougher. You know what I mean? It didn't it didn't make him not love me any less or anything like that. He stayed with me, and I'm grateful for it because I'm telling you, if we can live a sinful life and stay in a sinful condition and God not chastise us, we better check our DNA 
Because the Bible declares if, if you're living like that and there's no chastisement, then you're, you're a bastard. You don't belong to him. And so that's why I can say today that I'm glad that even in my rebellions in that he stayed with me. I mean, I never got comfortable in my sin. I never could get comfortable in it. So that morning when I cried out, I just I was just telling him about all the horrible things and God why. Why had you let this happen to me? Why had I been born into the family I was born in? Why did I have the circumstances that I had? Why was I suffering like why you let all of this happen to me? Like why you do this? What you gonna create me for and then give me all this hell to try to endure? I can't do this, Lord. But see, I didn't realize it at the time that he he never created me to be in that mess. But he certainly created me to endure it if I had to go through it. And he knew the choices I was going to make before I came to this place of deliverance. And, And if there's anything I will encourage you to do is to hold on. I don't care where you at. I don't care if you're living a life that's not as pleasing as you think it is to God. Just hold on. Just know that you know you belong to him and then seek him. Because after I cried out, I actually turned on the TV and lo and behold, Joyce Myers was there. And she was talking about her messy life. And I don't know if any of you ever heard of her. But this lady has a testimony of a very abusive background, just horrific. See, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, my goodness. Now, see, I knew why I was where I was because, you know, I was out doing what I was doing, you know what I mean, because I was raised in the church. This lady didn't even know the Lord, and she's standing here now giving him glory, honor, and praise for this amazing life she's living and being able to just glorify his name and you know, never was raised in church, and I was sitting there, and what was running through my mind was the fact that here it is, God. I done cussed you. I done blamed you. I done pointed my finger at you, shook my fist at you, turned my back on you, and here you are, still loving me, because that was her message, this great love that God had. And that no matter how dark our situation is or where we find ourselves in the valley, that the light of his love will shine bright if we just look for it. And from that day forward, saints, I pursued God. I looked for him in my life. I looked for him in my work. I looked for him in my home. I looked for him everywhere. I pursued him. And sure enough, just like she had said, he was everywhere. He was everywhere. And when I got comfortable enough, and I had to grow to it because I'm telling you, not all of us even today believe that we are worthy of such a great love. And God is such an awesome God. He is such an awesome God. And even in my journey, and that was many, many, many years ago, I've had heartache, hard times, trials, tribulations, you name it. It has happened. But you know what I know now 
that I didn't realize then was that he's faithful. When he says, I will never leave you, never forsake you, that's exactly what he's been in my life, is faithful. So I'm grateful today to tell you that those many years ago was my turnaround. And ever since then, I've been in pursuit of God. I love him. I love him and I confess every day that he is my shepherd, that I shall not want, that he does make me lie down in the green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. And I thank the Lord for restoring my soul and leading me in the path of righteousness in Jesus' name. I thank the Lord for even though I walk through this valley of shadow of death, I fear no evil, for he is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. I thank the Lord that he prepares a table before me even in the presence of my enemies. I thank him for anointing my head with oil. I thank the Lord that my cup runneth over, and I know that goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is an occasion that we celebrate today's testimony of God's glory. And by definition, a testimony is a formal or written statement, especially given in a court of law. It's the evidence or proof provided by the existence or the appearance of something. Well, saints, you can't see me, but I pray you see and feel the Holy Spirit that now lives in me. Because for me, every day is a day of thanksgiving, not because of all the things going well. No, because I see God's faithfulness. You see, he didn't have to wake me up, but he did. He didn't have to save me, but he did. He didn't have to give me a new life, but he did. Because he's faithful, I can rejoice. It was with his blood he saved me. With his power, he raised me. And every day of my life, with his love, he is changing me. That's testimony enough of God's greatness, his grace, and his glory. And I thank him for this opportunity. I thank him that he has taught me to comprehend truth, which is the love of God, to confirm the truth, which is the word of God, and to communicate the truth, with the Spirit of God. And may God be glorified, the devil be horrified, and the people of God be edified. In Jesus' name, amen. Evangelist. Amen, amen. We thank you so much for your testimony, and what a powerful testimony it was. This is what today's testimony of God's glory is all about. It's about actually viewing the walking sermon. We hear time and time again people say that they went through, they went through, but nobody ever wants to share their testimony. And I'm reminded of the book of um, Luke and the chapter 8, actually. And I had talked to Evangelist Williams about this at one time and how Jesus had went into the town and he um, he had delivered a man from 
demonic spirits. And the man was so overjoyed and so grateful to Jesus for doing this for him that he just wanted to pick up everything and follow Jesus is what the storyline is. And But Jesus told him no, to return to his home and to declare how much God had done for him. And he went away proclaiming throughout the city of what God had done for him. And through our testimonies, that is exactly what we're doing. We're showing the promises of God. We're showing the word of God, the miracles mm-hmm. and the signs of the wonders all through the actions that took place in our own lives. By showing and sharing our stories with other people, they can actually see a walking sermon. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so tonight, I just want to thank everybody for being on the line, and I really look forward to hearing uh, more testimonies coming through. Y'all can send me testimonies. I would love to share them. Um, But until next time, we'll have another meeting next month. I just want to say thank you again, Evangelist Williams, for coming on the line and just being so transparent for all of us to see the glory of God through you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful night. Amen.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.